Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. This is Jeff, and I'm playing Demetrius Going Underground, Norden. And I'm playing... I'm Jordan. <laughs> you're playing I'm Jordan? You're, you're playing Jordan. Yeah, I'm playing Jordan. It's a full-time role. And I'm also mastering this game, apparently. And this is Jeremy playing Grayson Teleporting yet again, Digby. This is Johnny playing Joris. I don't trust you, Digby. Glade. Ooh, back to that. My name is Aaron, and I'm playing Brother Benedict. So in the last episode, the three of you, uh, Grayson, Joris, and Benedict, were at the Parliament Building, where there is a figure hovering above, and a mysterious telepathic message, you must cede the crown to the Banshee. And then when you try to remove Liverage from the Parliament Building and the magical spell that surrounds it, you hit it against a barrier until Grayson teleports him. And that teleporting then puts high alert for Joris because this is the second or third time something like this has happened. Second. second Unbeknownst time. To, to our lucky heroes, but notes to you. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Grayson. <laughs> Meanwhile... Poor Demetrius was basically abandoned by you guys. Um, and, he, and he's been like, well, we need Cold Forged Iron to defeat the Bay Vanshee. So he went, he stole some lumps of iron, and he's basically going to fashion rods out of it that you can use to flex bludgeon. bludgeon. So it's, it's taking a good long time. You go back and you complain about how long it's taking to Adrian, and he says, oh yeah, I know a place where you could buy some. I wasn't complaining about how long it was taking. I was Same. just letting him know that I'm going that's to what I was doing. Right above your heads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so he actually offers to take you to the Undermarket, which is a black market located in Catacombs. Which is even further down than I've ever been. So Adrian says, you have not been walking around showing face all day. No. Have you? No. Have you? <laughs> no, I I do that poisoned. Yeah, it's poison up there for me too. You die in air you you breathe? Not in the air when they stab me with knives. Make no sense. Neither do you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> do you want robe to wear? Sure. So he gives you this uh cloak to wear. Takes you to the outskirts and he he says this is from long ago, when no longer Faded Realm. Before Faded Realm. Okay. No wonder I didn't know about it. Mm. Few humans do, but we remember. And so they go. you go into... Just so you know, I grabbed the piece of I iron that I was forging before. Okay. That I was cold forging before, the one that I was working on. So I have something that is cold forged. Mm. By the barest of definitions. By the barest of definitions, but it is, so it will harm them. If I'm attacked, I can just Whack use it. it like a rock on <laughs> them. It's like the Neanderthal hammer, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so he leads you actually to a church that has a cemetery. Mm -hmm. And there's a mausoleum. After a little jiggering, the door of the mausoleum opens. And he leads you down. And it's a it's pretty, you know, musty and dirty and like an episode of Buffy. Yeah. He goes and um he actually goes to one of the sarcophagi and he pushes the lid off of it. <laughs> no he doesn't. <laughs> yes he does. Um and we've been there. In the sarcophagus there's actually a stairwell that descends down. Well. Puts his hand in the pocket on the piece of metal. Just 
holding it in case he needs to draw it. And it's like, all right, let's go down. Stay close. I go first. All right. And so uh, Adrian hops up onto the lip of the sarcophagus and then starts going down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And as you descend further and further, it goes from being like dirt on the walls to actually being lined with skulls. Mm-hmm. Well, and you go, you go further down and you start hearing like noises. First, you hear like water, like running water in, in certain areas. And in addition to like skulls, you start seeing like bones on the walls as you get to the bottom you can tell that there's this path that you have to walk down and there are niches carved into all the walls and it looks like there are ancient mosaics worked into parts of the walls like one of the mosaics roughly well there's a lot it's it's very crude work it looks like it's several hundred years old Mm -hmm. um so a lot of the tiles have fallen out and some of them have actually lost uh, their coloration in spots but it looks like that a lot of them it shows the history of dinium as like a, originally a reman sell, settlement that grew in size and, and power because it was a river port and, and so they yeah. as the reman empire was spreading throughout the realm of angels this was a major port uh, a major staging area for uh, soldiers and it also shows that this was a place there was a, a circle in the center of town. On one side of the circle that you see in one of the mosaics, you see what looks like uh, the leader of humans, like a general of some mm-hmm. sort. And then on the on the far side of the circle from the general, you see a character wearing a crown made out of stag horns, stag antlers. I stop Adrian real quick. Uh, Adrian, do you know who this is that's depicted? He's the old king. Uh, the one with the antler horns? Ah. Of of which Vivanchi or the, 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 the Mist Court? Which was king before division. I'll ask about that later. Okay. And so he leads you further down and there's like skeletons in, in the niches as you go along. And some of them have like ancient weapons there. Mm-hmm. Like old swords, old style swords with um, this half circle pommels. And it looks like the the wood they used to have like a wooden grip to it, but it looks like those have rotted away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh, rest of the blade, pretty much the hilt is is very simple, and it doesn't have like extruding bars. It just has a straight blade going straight up, mm-hmm. um, and it's about as long, about eighteen inches long. The blade. The blade. Yeah. Okay. And you see some helmets and and everything like that, and you start seeing religious insignias of the of the women church as you go further in and as you're going further in um you start hearing noises of like it sounds like laughter and voices you start seeing what looks like flickering firelight further in i guess that's where we're headed yeah as you continue on it actually opens up from like a side tunnel to a, a major underground vaulted ceiling and it looks like there's this entire warren of different vendors. You see a lot of people who look like they would be on the outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're selling um, items that look like they've been stolen from different houses. Like from my shop. No, nothing <laughs> stolen from your shop. Although there seems to be one vendor that's completely devoted to clocks. Adderin says to you, Oh, all right, now... We need to find metal. Yes. Old metal is hard to find, but we can do work here. Alright, I'm going to use my search. Okay. Why? Because you rolled. I still got a 14. So you're able to tell that, you're as you keep looking, you're able to make sense of the divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're able to see that there seems to actually be a small section of the of the bazaar that's pretty much devoted entirely to, to metal workers okay. of different kinds um, and you actually you see different like brass knuckles and mm-hmm. illegal weapons of different kinds being made and also some some weapons that look like they're exotic in some foreign countries but tucked in the back you do see uh, a single like a, a, a man working at an anvil. And he has 
a large lump of, of basically pig iron that he's working to shape. I call to him. Hello. Excuse me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks up at you and he sees you and Adrian and he puts down his hammer like the, the metal part down the, ha- the handle straight mm-hmm. up. He just sets it down. Well, it's odd to see a human and a fae together. Especially coming to the likes of me. Well, I'm on my way to fight some fae, so I need some cold forged iron. You're looking for weapons then? Alright, uh, how many do you need? At least four. Don't typically make weapons except by order. So it's going to be at least three days to make to assemble everything. How much are you willing to I have this much. Six and a half gold, six and a half silver. Would that be enough? For four weapons, that's a great deal. Are we talking about blades, or are we... We're talking about I need to kill some fae. Turns, Maybe even multiple weapons. He turns to Adrian. For, and you're alright with this kind of talk. Not me. His enemies. My enemies. The same person. The the smith seems a little taken aback by Adrian's apparent relish with the thought of killing other fae. Uh, I'm going to ask him to, I hope this is okay with you, to put a <laughs> a cap on one end and a blade at the other of the staff. <laughs> and uh, a couple of throwing knives for myself and a long sword and... <laughs> don't know what weapon you use. Yeah, you, use you use the crossbow, but do you have any, like, hand weapons? Does Grayson ever look like he would use hand weapons? <laughs> no. <laughs> and if you have crossbow bolts, or can make crossbow bolts? That will take some time, yes. A few days at the very most. At the very least. I'm willing to help what little I can. I do have some smithing abilities. All right. We'll consider this amount a down payment. We'll need just as much once once the weapons are complete. Okay. He's pull. He starts grabbing different pieces, link, like chunks of metal. Sets aside what he was working on, and it looks like he actually begins working on a, a blade and a cap for the staff right away. You're welcome. <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> uh, the blade, uh, extra, but good. I could live with that. I wanted the blade because we're Stabby. going to kill. Yeah. Stabby makes stabbers. Yes. And the cap is basically to counterbalance the, the blade. Right. You've noticed that Adrian has wandered off. Oh, gosh. <laughs> can, can I see him? It looks like he's gone over to a side of the walls where the skulls look different. Yeah. Oh, no. All right, I will go over there. He looks, he looks like he's he's having a moment of contemplation. I will sit here and wait for him, as long as he doesn't get away from me. <laughs> I always feel sad when I see this, he says. What is this? My people. I can understand that, then. I felt a little sorrow coming down the catacomb stairs. I still do not understand why humans drove us away. They didn't know you existed until three days ago. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I couldn't tell you. I can understand why they would want to fight the Bay Banshee, because they've been nothing but evil since I've known them. Known of them. Uh, I guess we see evil different. I, I do not see evil. I see hurt. They hurt in ways I do not understand. I guess. This comes across as evil because a lot of humans have died. A lot of us have died, too. I believe it. Seems like a war. People always die in war. And the queen didn't want death to continue. queen wanted the killing to continue? Well, at least the war. The war? Why would she build magical machines to continue with invasion? Invasion? She was to invade Bevenshi. I don't know. <sighs> Alright. Is late. We must go back. Yes, and I need to find out where I can get more gold and silver to pay the rest of these weapons off. Stealing is a good way. <laughs> I guess. 
Alright, let's let's head back up. I need to buy dead fish and then we go. Alright, you can buy your dead fish. I'll meet you over at that end where we came from. Alright, we'll go ahead and call that a scene. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're gonna go ahead and cut back to the other three. Are you have you decided to head back to the pal- palace yet or are you still at an impasse there? Grayson is going to start to head back to the palace. I'm going to go back to the palace. Specifically because I suspect Grayson. Of course you do. But an ex-walking with crowd. <laughs> yeah. Quietly. And thought. What are you thinking about? Thinking about for one, what looks like a miracle when we were in trouble. For another is the statement when he said that he wanted someone else to go through the barrier first. That it is quite contradictory of his nature. What about the other two? What are what are you two up? Okay, Matthew, as you continue on, or are you having any kind of conversation? I'm not having any conversation. No, I'm having conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, I am going to try to read Grace's thoughts. Fantastic! I was waiting for this. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> you don't know that more, Harvey. You read your thoughts right now. <clears throat> he he kind of does because you said something about it. Well, he knows I can. He doesn't know I'm targeting him right now. Don't you roll to resist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is true. 22. 14. 15 plus. Well, I know, that's what I said. Damn. So that would be 29? Yeah. 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 I mean, if you want to, you can spend a hero point on that. It's not that important. So describe what it feels like when somebody is trying to read your mind. I guess I'd, I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know? Yeah, it's, I, I wouldn't think it's something. I wouldn't know, but since this was established earlier, since you said you could read people's minds mm-hmm. to the group earlier, um, Grayson is going to recognize that, and at any pivotal moment when he thinks that that might be a possibility, he's purposely going to think of something rather than the most pressing thing. What his, he's not going to think about what his goals are. He's going to think about something else. And if it's in just a little moment, it is going to be played as the court jester. But in this moment, particularly, he's thinking, he's replaying the imagery of the parliament room in his head. Which, I mean, actually that would have been... But, okay. So, you all make it back to the palace. Welcome with open arms. (laughs) Yeah. And you said you wanted to go to the Privy Council. No, I did not say that I wanted to go to the Privy Council. I didn't have a place where I actually wanted to go. I was going to say to the head of that guard unit that was with us, is like, I don't know what happened to uh, Liverich, but we need to talk to who's the next in charge right under him until he can be found. Okay. We'll say Roger Cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Cheddar is the second pretty council member. Oh, was he at the parliament? We'll say no, he wasn't at the parliament. He should have been, but he was shirking work because he had a mistress. It happened a lot back then. Yeah, probably still does. But he's available by the time you guys get there. Okay. I mean, we wouldn't know who he is. No, no, no. So. But the guard the guard takes you to, not his, well, no, he takes him to so his, his apartments. Yeah, okay. to, yeah, to his chambers where he would have official meetings and everything like that. So we're in there waiting for him to show up? He's actually there when you arrive. Okay. And he seems to be reading through some some paperwork uh, as you get there. Okay. And the guard announces. Yeah, is he a lord or what's his actual rank? Oh, yeah, he's a lord. Lord Cheddar, we need to speak to you. <laughs> yes, those words just came out of your mouth. Just sounds ridiculous. Lord Cheddar! <laughs> Lord Cheddar. <laughs> Lord Cheddar is He's the, the big cow. cheese. <laughs> oh my. It's your fault, Jordan. <laughs> oh. oh my. Okay. Alright. <laughs> we need to speak to you. And who might you be? My name is Doris Glaive. I worked. Under uh, Master Walsham. I see. And your companions? They were working with me on an assignment 
that Wasserman had given us. Before his death. Before his death, yeah. Uh, but what are their names? I'll let them introduce themselves, yeah. I am Brother Benedict. In what order are you of, Brother Benedict? I am of the order. All right, then. And you, son? Bigby. Is that your only name? We have lots of more important, important information. Information. Rather than names. Regarding uh, the situation in the kingdom. All right, well, what do you have to report? Well, first and foremost, as of this point, to the best of our knowledge, you are the senior ranking official currently in the kingdom. What happened to Lifridge? That is an excellent question. He disappeared. Nobody knows where he's at. You're saying that the head of the Privy Council has disappeared? Yes. Right before our eyes. We were attempting a rescue from a hostile environment. Brother Bennington and I were attempting a rescue from a hostile yes. environment. <laughs> and and he disappeared. The yes. hostile environment being Parliament. There's something drastically wrong. Well, of course, whenever you give a group of people the ability to rule, things will go drastically wrong. No, that's not what I mean. Supernatural. Fay. You know the, the big dome over the cathedral? Aye. There's something similar to that developing over the Parliament. But... You you, I, I don't understand. Were you trapped inside of there and somehow got out, or...? Liverage was trapped inside of there. And when we attempted to remove him, he vanished. Do you know why he vanished? No. Well, do you have at least a guess as to why? Somebody I suspect him. the miraculous hand of God. The miraculous hand of God just reached down and picked up the head of the Privy Council. We have seen this before. How many times does God's hand reach down amongst you? Apparently we're chosen. (laughs) (laughs) Where a member of the Privy Council has been in danger and has been whisked away in our presence. Which didn't happen before Brother Benedict joined us, so I don't know. But God must be with you. Do you know where? Do you have any idea where he might, where God might have, God might have put him? No. I want to try to read his mind. Okay. During this conversation. Okay. So, so you get add fully charm. Roll against the charm. Not very That's good. Not very good. Oh. Nope. Ten. Yeah. You don't get anything. Seventeen. So. So yeah, no. Yeah. No. All, all, all you can tell is from body language. He mean. He seems. A little impatient. Yeah. You got hero points, sir. Now I'm going to wait and see how the conversation is going because there's a spe- specific piece of information I want to get from his okay. mind. Right. So when he asks if we suspect, if we know where God might have put him, it's, I would reply, who among us can really know the mind of God? And I look directly at you and at your robes. I would chair. imagine that, <laughs> at least to some extent, Someone of your vocation would have an, uh, an idea of what God's mind would be. And God's mind is clearly to save an innocent man. I just don't know where he would have put him. I imagine that will be revealed when the time is right. All right. We will leave off of this topic for now. Do you have anything else to report? Grayson leads with the question, it's like, what do you know about fairies? I know they exist, but they do not often visit us. Well, this is not one of those times, because they are everywhere. Yes, and influencing members of Parliament, even. What proof do you have of this? Well, as Brother Bennington and I were trying to rescue Liveridge from the situation, what we witnessed was definitely not of this world. And we heard a voice being shouted through all of Parliament, which seems to have everybody in an uproar. In an uproar, but yet again, for some reason, we were not affected at all. (laughs) Hmm. I need to hang around you more often, Brother (laughs) Benedict. (laughs) Have you ever heard of the Bebanshee? No, I can't say that I have. They are. And you are on the Privy Council. What's that supposed to mean? Now I want to read his mind again. Okay. Attempt to, anyways. 
to roll. Charm. Eight. Oh! No! Oh, another one. Nope. Maybe you should switch out your wild die. Yeah. Mine seems to be working just fine. <laughs> uh, always. Yours always seems to be working just fine. So at this point, you're saying that a fairy group called the Bayvanchiate took the Liberich and has been holding Parliament hostage? No. Holding Parliament hostage, I believe, yes. Liberich, I believe, was taken by somebody else. It could have been the Bayvanchiate, I'm not sure. But Liberich disappeared when we were trying to remove him from the Parliament grounds. And look, this all has to do with the Queen. The Queen. The Bay Banshee. The Bay Banshee want to rule the crown. They want their representative. Obviously, the Queen is not. So, what do you all suggest we do? You seem to have all the answers and all the in knowledge of what's going on. So, I would love to hear what your opinion is to move forward. Well, first, we have the intel, and we have, yes, the information. And so far, we have been stonewalled in trying to get any of this information out to anybody that is useful to make it useful to fight the Banshee. Is that your assessment, Lord Glaive? Yes. We need, essentially, to declare war upon the Banshee in order to rescue the Queen. And how hard would it be to wage such a war? Not easy. Fighting fairy, there's... Several things involved. One, you have to defend yourself against magic. They are natural magic users. Two, from what we have been told, the queen is in the land of fairy. We would have to find a way to cross into their land to rescue her. When we were working for Walsham, he had a way to do that. Has been stolen from his effects. So. What you're saying is that to rescue the queen, we need to wage war against an enemy that seems to outclass us in, in almost every way. Yes. And we need to fight on their territory. And we, get, as of right now, do not have a way to do that. As of right now, no. And also, the, the head of the Privy Council, essentially the one governing while the queen is absent, is currently not available. He's currently missing. So you're telling me the head of the Privy Council knew at least some of this information because we originally were brought in to give some of this information. But you, second in command of the Privy Council, know none of this. We've been meeting, but it has been quite a situation. While the Queen has been taken, we've also had, we've had to deal with several crises. We've had to make sure that... Uh, the government is running smoothly. We had to make sure that everything is in proper working order. Also, we have been assigned to different tasks. So I, while we have been meeting, we've been specializing in certain areas at a time. So Grayson gets, uh, assuming was, we were sitting down at the table, sort of gets up from the, the table, kind of frustrated. It's like, well, I'm only one man. I cannot know all the information. Well, since you are the one man that we have to work with, I guess this lack of competency will have to do. Don't worry, sir. Your secret is safe with me. And I'm going to try to read his mind one more time. Okay. Seven. Uh, at least I didn't get a one. That was seven. Yeah, so that would be a 22. 22. I rolled 23. Yes! Alright, you read his mind. What are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for two things. One, does he actually know anything about the Bevanshee, and two was his opinions on the Queen. Is he happy or not happy about the Queen being missing? One, he knows about them to a certain extent, but he's honestly been too busy to really focus on anything except domestic affairs that are coming up. Basically, it seems like Liverich is taking interest only in the disappearance of the Queen and is shoveling all the rest of the work on, on to, to Cheddar. Okay. And what's his opinion on the Queen? His opinion on the Queen is that he's really frustrated that she's gone at the moment. But he, So he's not excited that she's gone? Correct. Okay. He, he is frustrated that he is having to deal with all of this manure that's been piled on top of his desk. What about Liberich being gone? He feels yeah. even more frustrated. Okay. 
you all have made his life exceedingly difficult. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not an unfaithful servant to the crown. He's just you. You don't know anymore, you know. No, that's very true. But he, he at this point, he's just overworked more than anything. All right, and we're going to go ahead and take a break at this point. At nerdstalking.com, we have explosions. We've got beautiful women, tropical locales, fast cars, money giveaways. Do you want a new TV? Just listen and you get a free TV. You want a DeLorean? You listen twice, we'll give you a DeLorean. Uh, Chad, we can't afford any of that. What do you mean? It's too expensive. Well, what are we supposed to do then? We just talk. Nerdstocking.com. Subscribe now. Or else. All right, and we are back. So your secret is safe with me, and you just walk out of the office? No, he just walked away from... He walked away from the desk. From the table. So he's like... He's still in the room. Though. Still in the room. You kind of get a sense that Grayson is just fed up with the conversation. Because it seems like it's going nowhere. Right. In his mind, he's talking to yet another noble person that can't do anything. Which are, what we need most urgently from you right this moment is to pull these false warrant signs for our arrests. I can order that done, but you will need to, to make reports directly to me. Every two days. That's fine. And Grayson said, turns around from across the room and says, until Liverich is found. Yes. Until that point, yes. All right. All right. I believe this meeting is over. Do, do you, any of you have anything further to say? Just do not be surprised if you find us examining rooms throughout the palace looking for this uh, missing item from Wilson Rooms. I will make note of that. And we'll end the scene there. Yep. So what do you all want to do now? Do you want to try and meet up with... I think our, the activities of the day have taken us, like... Past the meeting point. Yeah. Well, and also, like, into the night. Yeah. Kind of feels like. Uh -huh. Yeah. Before we leave the palace or anything, I want to go back to Walsham's rooms and take another look around. Okay. See if there's any clues where the key went. All you can do is search for magical aura, can't you? And physical search, yeah. Yeah. Investigation. Go ahead and search for magical aura. Okay. <laughs> What's the target? 15. 22. Now that you've had more experience seeing the Fae, it appears that especially the, the, the flavor of the Bay Banshee is around the magical aura that was there the first time you saw it. Okay, but so it, it, it seems to be decaying. Well, I suspect who took the uh, key was the Bay Banshee. They left their stink all over this room. Would it help if we went back to where we found his body? We can. Um, I mean, when I examined his body after his death, it, it was obvious that some monster stole his life force, according to our little pointed nosed friend was the Bay Banshee that did, had the power to do such thing. I do not recall anything else being in the hallway, so if you think we should go investigate, we can certainly go look around. I just, the night that we found... It was chaos. Yes. I think if we had a little extra time, maybe something may turn up. Head down to the back hallway. I guess roll a, a search. Yeah. Hey look, three six. Hey look, a one. Oh my oh. goodness! Well, I didn't find anything. Master Nine, Spy over here. And seven point eight. And seventeen. Seventeen. And seven. What do you find? Uh, a key. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a giant spear just falls out of the sky. Uh, well, obviously it would have to be physical. He finds a piece of metal. It looks like it has broken off of a blade. Okay. And it it appears to have a residue of some sort. On closer investigation, there seems to be droplets of that residue leading away from where his body was found. So it looks like blood, or? I'm hinting at it's fey blood, if it looks anything like... It has like a, a milky white property yeah. to it. Milky. Okay. Which so Grayson would it's not, not be... It's not... Human dry no, bread blood. No. So, okay. Which Grayson would not have any idea what that substance is. Yeah, I wouldn't either because, well, I know a little about Faye, not something like that. 
Grayson's like, um, there's this. Looks like a piece of a blade, and there's something on it. We'll, we'll say that this is wedged into the stones near the floor. It looks like almost someone was trying to wedge. Pin something down. Yeah, or, well, I was thinking of, like, lever something up. Prying it up. And it broke hmm. off in there. All right, so we need to mark which stone it was, like, where you exactly found it. We need to get the stone up. It's this one. Right okay. here. And points, points to it. So. We're laying right next to that one. So I want to go find some kind of lever or something to pry that up with. I'm sure you can find like, somewhere some in the castle. Yeah. I just want to pry up that stone and the ones adjacent, right immediately adjacent to it, see if there's anything under there. You find a black disc. It's about uh, the size of a saucer. Okay. It's completely flat, and it doesn't look like any kind of metal you've seen before. Before I touch it... Detect Bajagora. There you go. 15. It is definitely of fey origin. Yeah, but is it magical? Yes. So I don't want to touch it directly because I don't know what it is. I take some leather and wrap it, put it in a pouch. Sounds good. All right, well, we need to take this to... Um... Roger Bacon? No. <laughs> Bacon cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Roger cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I even had it written down. Man. No, the fairy guy. Edwin. Edwin. Yes, we need to take this to Edwin and see if he knows what this is. It's a fairy magic, but I don't know what it is. Obviously, either, either Walsh was here or his enemy. Killed trying to get it, or, or he hit it was before killed. He was killed. Trying to stop whoever put it here. Yes. Did you point out that trail? Yes. Okay. Benedict says, well, I am going to follow this trail. Yes. I'm going to do that as well. Sounds reasonable. That's the next step. It ends a few yards down the hallway. It ends in front of a giant mirror. No! <laughs> no. How did we not see that before? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. We're Jedi. We're smarter than this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. I can't believe that was the dialogue. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Alright, so go back to the uh, playhouse. The Windsinger. You get there before Adrian and Demetrius return. Okay. And so there's a whole basement full of Miss Court Fae that, you know, most of you seem kind of creeped out by. Yeah. Well, that's. I don't go into the sub basement. Benedict what? is like, buddies! I'd rather. <laughs> nice. Grayson's not going into the sub basement either. Um, so you all wait for them. We'll say that you and Adrian come walking up uh, from your return trip up the stairs of the mausoleum. Mm-hmm. And you see these three. Grayson is asleep. Clay is not sleeping right now. He's contemplating his brother Benedict. He's sitting quietly. Think quietly. Yeah. Think, or just thinking a lot. Sorry we uh missed our meeting. Do remember me. That's what I was freaking out about. <laughs> I was like, well, I've been with him and they haven't, so will they remember who I am? That would oh, be interesting. No. <laughs> but Grayson knows you more than everybody else in the group. Yes. <laughs> and and you're asleep. asleep. And I'm asleep. So we'll let that play out as it will. I'm just glad Jordan wasn't like, Audrey Evans! <laughs> Evans, they don't remember you? Odds, they don't remember you? <laughs> it lands on the corner. Only I remember you. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll die and say, I have some questions for you when you have time. It's late. You can wait till morning, I guess. Yes, rest we all should. <laughs> I need to ask you, Doris. Do you happen to have six and a half gold and six and a half silver? On my person? No. Can you get it easily? Four weapons. What kind of weapons? Old forged iron weapons. Ah. Uh, yes, I can. And the longer okay, we good. spend we start to speak their language. <laughs> well good, because we will need that much to finish paying off the weaponsmith. You found the smith that works in cold iron. Well, I was working on cold iron, and Edrin Marr took me to 
Smith that would have them better prepared. You mean a Smith? I have smithing abilities. Well, I can do some too, but just because you can do some doesn't mean you are you know all that you're doing. I know enough to make a blade. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just saying it's not your profession. We just need the money. Now we bet. I walk over and say, I've got ends coming for this. Ends. Yes. A cap for the bottom and a blade for the top. For when we're fighting the Fae. I think this will be useful, although confusing. Yeah, Monks will carry Well, your staff is your weapon of choice. Uh, yes, and I thank you for that. It is much appreciated. You're welcome. And I go lay down and go to sleep because I'm tired. I've been sneaking around the town all night. And hammering. <laughs> yeah, and trying to cold forge something and quietly in a, <laughs> in a safe house. We cast sleep on all of you. Yes, Grayson wakes up. Grayson cast it on himself earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Just sat down. I read his thoughts while he's asleep. You could. I even pre-planned what Grayson would be dreaming about. <laughs> all about him. Yep, it was. <laughs> it was actually a nightmare that she didn't remember him. All right. Uh, when you wake up, do you want to have any conversations? I want to show the disc. Okay. Yeah, there's the disc. And, and I want to tell everyone about their weapons. I told Brother Benedict briefly what I got <laughs> for him. And uh, Grayson, my thought, is the reason he went to sleep early. And I'm going to say that he is sleeping later than everybody else is... That whole day, he used more magic than he has ever used before. Like, all in one day. Like, he went invisible several times, cast sleep, cast teleport, and was doing mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. Illusion. So, he was just dead tired. And Grayson still is in the corner near the trap door, just kind of zonked out. While he's knocked out, I want to sense magic aura. Okay. I don't know how it would work. I don't know how it would work here. I would imagine that you have a natural magical field, even when well, I was, yeah, I mean, everybody has a, a little bit, right, 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 so it's right. a matter of how strong it is. Yeah. And obviously, it's stronger while you're act- actively using magic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Johnny, that's a lot of ones. That's you, a lot of failure. You rolled an eight out of what fifteen? You needed. Yeah. I would say that you failed. Failed. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't realize you, that I you, failed. You sensed your own magic. Rolled poorly. I like that idea that he didn't sense like he failed. Yeah. That plays in Grayson's favor. Mm-hmm. So you don't think he's magical at this point? Very nice. <laughs> One of these days I will catch you while you're invisible. Alright. So you wanted to take the disc. Yes, I want to show the disc to Aaron and see if he knows what it is. So he picks it up and he turns it over in his hand several times. Huh. He wipes at it. The black stuff kind of like pool, <laughs> pulls over to one side. Mm-hmm. And then it flows back. What what color is it when it pulls over to one side? What color is not covered in the black? Brass. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. Yes, you would. <laughs> A very mirror. <laughs> coated in some... He's not something you see every day. And where find this? I believe Lord Walsham was was either trying to acquire it or hide it. I'm not sure which. Hmm. He grabs it and he pulls and an image of the queen appears. Help me, Obi-Wan. So, what is Her Majesty doing on this plate? (laughs) Is... Beginning of map to where Queen is. Excellent. How is it the beginning of a map? Sometimes map grows stronger when near the destination. Make sense? Nope. (laughs) It's, if I'm understanding correctly, it's similar to a compass. It points the direction more more than what you think of as a map. Ah! That makes more sense. Am I correct in this? Very good. That must be how Ibevanshi found the queen. These typically for important people tied to their lifeblood. Do you know how Lord Walsham would have gotten his hands up on this? He lived in our court for a long time. Probably knew how to make. Well, he may have made this one. Ah. So he may have known the queen was taken and made this to try to find her. 
or made it before as precaution. He was said he may have been trying drive. to get this, so he was probably trying, trying to recover it to go find the queen after this she Excellent news. We're going to say that Grayson sleeps all the way until like noon of the next day. Uh, I would have tried to wake him up. <laughs> Doesn't work out that well. Oh, wow. Man, he's knocked out. Yeah, so. Well, I think today's a day of uh, recovery, mostly. Information gathering. Oh. No, you don't wake him up. No. Nope. That's what you're rolling for. I mean, I got a seven. That falls in the easy category. If he's in a magical regenerative sleep, then you would have to at least roll a, a 15, I would imagine. As the one who makes up the magical numbers thing. <laughs> <laughs> Guides the game. Yeah, that's the job of GM. Demetrius, do you want to tell them anything about where you went to to get the Coral Forge? Because you just told them. Yeah, you told us you get access to weapons. So while I had no idea where you guys were and was sneaking around town trying to avoid getting killed or captured. Uh, oh, you don't need to worry about that anymore. We got the warrant the right, lifted. Good. Thank you. Anyways, <laughs> continuing what I was saying, I was trying to cold forge some weapons because I don't know of any smiths in the town that cold forge weapons. It's not exactly typical practice. That's from what I know. And I decided to leave where I was to come back here, and Edrin Marr over here decided <laughs> to inform me of an underground market. Literally, underground market. And the catacombs. Catacombs? Yes. Do I know about the catacombs? Like, how old are the catacombs? Go ahead and roll a history check. Walsham has told you that there are catacombs under the town from more historical eras, but he he was under the impression that they were mostly abandoned. If there there was anybody down there, it was most likely indigents and homeless. Well, down there, there were several vendors of questionable goods, and one of the vendors was a, a cold foraging smith. Which is why just, I need that extra six and a half gold and six and a half today. silver. If they will give us weapons to fight the Bevanshi, I would gladly pay that price. Anything to rescue the queen. Alright, sounds good. Brother Benedict, is there anything that you would like to accomplish on our day of rest? Brother Benedict has actually been downstairs in the sub, sub-basement. Okay. Preaching. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good call. To the uh, oh, the mystical which religion, <laughs> the one that he knows the, the <laughs> of the order. <laughs> uh, Benedict's had a you know a unique day because while he has always read the scripture, he's never seen miracles, and within one day. He saw a man turn into a mouse and then back into a man again. <laughs> saw the person that he was trying to save collapse at his feet right before he got there to pick him up and run off with him. He saw that same man disappear and now is tying that back to the archbishop disappearing. So he's had a very spiritually busy day. <laughs> yes. And so uh, I think Brother Benedict is going to be downstairs for most of the day, either preaching in however many numbers he can gather of the mist court in the one little room, or going pallet to pallet and speaking with them and asking if there's anything that he could speak to God about on their behalf, or also trying to meet their physical needs. So most of them seem to be fairly healthy, but they have had to spend a lot of time in the darkness. And not all of them are like Adarin, where, you know, darkness is kind of where they better thrive. So... One thing that they ask is for him to lead them upstairs and watch while they are in the light for a while. Also, they have a really kind of hard time wrapping their minds around the concepts of God and miracles as as Benedict tries to explain them. So it it takes him a long time to really... And that's understandable. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's... Probably something that's going to take a very long yeah. time. It, it, yes. it would be difficult explaining miracles to people who do magic on a regular. Right. Yeah. Right. But Benedict still takes them upstairs and walks with them in the sunlight streaming through the windows. 
And that's when Grayson starts to rustle awake. He is very disoriented, like has the hugest magical hangover that you could probably ever imagine. And so he's kind of has trouble keeping his eyes open. The light is kind of like too much for him. And when he does squint his eyes open, everything like looks like really blurry. So he can't, I mean, there's obviously weird figure shapes <laughs> yeah. in front of him, but he can't tell if they're actually weird figure shapes or he's just, just not fully awake yet. And then Brother Benedict, you want to say anything to him while he's in this? It's like squinting and um, averting his eyes from the, the windows. And no, actually, he doesn't say anything to him. He does turn around and yell, Demetrius, he's awake! Uh, hey, you're finally waking up? Uh, finally? What are you talking about? You've it's been asleep all day. Time. It's reaching afternoon. It doesn't feel like I've been asleep that long. So we're going to play this out. He kind of finally gets his eyes open and sees Demetrius standing in front of him. And Brother Benedict is kind of standing behind with a whole, like, half circle of Faye, like, on either side of him. Like, five on one side, five on the other. Okay. He kind of, stum- kind of stumbles back. <laughs> Brother Benedict standing there, arms spread wide. <laughs> yeah, no. It's kind, of, kind of stumbles back and is like, what's going on here? We were just a little worried about you because you weren't waking up. Go ahead. Go ahead and roll wit. Okay. Because we've established that it is unclear if I would have oh, forgotten if, yes. Demetrius. Ah, yes. Okay. 17. You're all right. Okay. You can... Whew. Like, looking really tired. Yes, so. But what's with all the... I don't know, something about okay. wanting to walk in the sun. Well, anyways, now that you're awake, <laughs> I found a smith that can do cold-forged weapons in a uh, pretty sketch place that we knew nothing about. What are you talking about? An underground market in the catacombs. In the catacombs? Yeah. Tell me more. Much more. There was a lot of good stuff down there. The best news that has happened in the last couple days. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) And with that, we'll go ahead and end the episode. Thank you so much for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Thank you for listening to Bone Thrower's Theater. Our cast is Aaron, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, and Jordan. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook and Google+. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. <laughs>